0: Well, as Connor has uh, told us at the beginning of the service that this is a special service of worship and it's gonna be a little bit different and so that means that your sermon is only gonna be about 15 minutes long today and so you're welcome. You can thank Connor for that. Um, But yes, today we're gonna talk about uh, adopting a posture of rest. When I got back from my deployment back in September, I had a chance to relax. I had a chance to reconnect with my family, uh, going on vacation, got to visit my parents in Leavenworth, and it was just an exciting time, and it was a restful time because I didn't have to do anything. And then about two weeks coming back uh, to work at church, Uh, I started to experience uh, more stress in my life than I have experienced in any recent memory. You see, it didn't happen right away. Things kind of started snowballing. I was adjusting to a new way of living. I was adjusting to my new responsibilities back at church. I was adjusting to my new responsibilities in the National Guard as I took on a new position. I was trying to make up for all the lost time that I had at home. And at church, I was learning a new schedule, and honestly, I thought things were going pretty well, but it was becoming overwhelming. The the second staff meeting that I attended here at church, I recognized that most of our staff seemed exhausted. They were tired mentally and physically, and sure, we were all kind of putting on a happy face and putting on a good front. But I knew that if we were going to continue to navigate this life on this trajectory, it was probably going to lead to burnout. Dealing with all the things associated with COVID, the divisiveness that was happening in our community, and a little bit that was happening in our church, having to navigate a new normal every single week was a daunting task. And it was taking a toll on a lot of us. And in fact, I know it was taking a toll on a lot of you out there as well. My initial thoughts is that we were probably going to be headed for a burnout. We could continue this trajectory together, but it probably was not going to be the healthiest thing for us. For me, when I came back, I had this mentality of mission first, right? We can't let the mission fail. Mission has to happen at all times, right? We can't let it fall. It has to happen. And that's the mentality that I brought back with me. I didn't feel like I was able to say no to anything. I felt like I was having to say yes to everything because I had been gone for so long. And so, of course, if I were to say, no, I don't know if I can do that. People were like, come on, man, you're back. What's wrong with you? Why can't you say yes to these things? So I was saying yes to everything, saying yes to everything the army was asking of me, saying yes to everything the church was asking of me, saying yes to everything my family was asking of me. But what I really think opened up my eyes to the stress that was occurring in my life was when my wife decided to plan a, a night getaway in Kansas City. It was a surprise. I didn't know where we were going. I didn't even know what we were going to be doing. But on a, within 40 minutes of us driving, I received no less than six text messages, three or four phone calls, two voicemails, and my phone was just buzzing all the time. My wife says, Jeremy, it's your day off. Turn your, turn your phone off. Like, just put it on Do Not Disturb. I'm like, well, it's on silent, you know? And, and she's like, it it's just keeps buzzing. And so I, I, I listened to the voicemails, and I, I felt like I needed to return a couple of phone calls. And the rest of the weekend went great. I had a, I had a great night. And, you know, waking up at 6 in the morning to check emails for the next couple of hours. But after that, you know, things seemed to go pretty well. But it was hard. You see, I didn't feel like I could take a break. Some of you are way busier than I am. And I know that my little schedule does not compare to so many of the things that are happening in your life right now either. And I don't want you to hear me complaining about all these things that are happening or that I'm having to be responsible for in my life. I'm just telling you where God has been convicting me lately to adopt a better posture of rest. If I don't feel like I can take some time off, because if I do, it means more work for me when I get back to work, something is wrong. If I don't feel like I have time to take a break, to take a day off, then something's wrong. So I'm struggling with it. And if I'm struggling with it, I can just assume that some of you out there were listening to us online, you're struggling with it as well. The bottom line up front is that God rested on the seventh day. Straight away, in Genesis, the second chapter of the Bible. Thus, the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work of creating he had done. God set this day apart and made it holy. Holy does not mean perfect. It just means to be set apart, to do something different, something out of the ordinary, something that looks and feels different than a normal day. And it was not just a, oh, that's nice, God rested. It was a, let's incorporate this now into how we live. In fact, God commanded Moses that this was going to be a law that was going to be instituted for the people. It's found in Exodus chapter 20, as we look at the Ten Commandments, starting in verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall do labor and all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. And on it you shall do no work, neither you nor your son, It was a big deal. God needed to tell the people, this is what you will do. This isn't just a, hey, if you have time, take some time off. This is what you will do. In fact, there were some pretty hefty consequences early on to get it through the people's head that this was really important. In Numbers chapter 15, verses 32 through 36, it says, While the Israelites were wandering, well, were in the wilderness, a man was found gathering wood on the Sabbath day. Those who found him gathering wood brought him to Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly. And they kept him in custody because it was not clear what should be done to him. And then the Lord said to Moses, This man must die. The whole assembly must stone him outside the camp. So the assembly took him outside the camp and stoned him to death as the Lord had commanded Moses. So if you don't take the Sabbath, you're going to get killed. We don't do that anymore today, thankfully. But it was so important, it was so critical to the people to understand that this law was serious. That people needed to live a different way. They had to adjust to this way to be set apart, to be holy, to be used for a special purpose. God needed to show them that their lives must reflect differently than the nations around them. And they God knew of humans' tendencies to overwork. There are some churches who take this 24-hour period of Sabbath seriously. They are in a a fundamentalist approach looking at the letter of the law. And I'm telling you, and as we look at Jesus' action here on earth... There is the spirit of the law. There is the intent behind the law. This is what God wants us to fully know and experience about the law. It's not just about following a rules. that's set apart for a reason. The people in the Bible needed to have their perspectives changed. And so we look at one example in Mark chapter 2, verses 23 through 28. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields and... As his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. And the Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered, have you, ever, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he gave some, and he also gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Lo, there was a shift in perspective that the people needed to see from God himself coming down from heaven, living as an example to all of them and to all of us, to understand what this Sabbath was all about, what its intent really was for the people. You see, if Jesus performed work on the Sabbath day, and yet he was sinless, and yet this law of obeying the Sabbath and keeping it holy, and they even stoned a man for collecting wood, and yet Jesus, God himself, has come down and has performed work on the Sabbath There must be something that we have to pay attention to, and that is what we are going to start looking over over the next two or three Sundays, or until I feel like I've exhausted the subject enough for us to finally accept it. So as long as you start shaking your heads a lot and start nodding and start filling out your response card, hey, we get it, stop talking about it, right? In fact, uh, I'll, I'll say this as part of the benediction as well, but look, in your response cards, if you are struggling with taking rest. If you are struggling with finding rest in God, I want you to just fill it out in your response card. Let us know if you're online, fill it out uh, as well or put it in the comments. Hey, I sometimes struggle with finding rest in my life. And my wife told me after the first service, she's like, hey, you should do one on uh, how moms uh, experience rest with a busy household. I'm like, that's a good one. Why don't you come up here and do that one? This is a convicting subject for me. It's something that I am struggling with that I have not struggled with before. But I recognize that if I'm dealing with this, I want to encourage all of us that I think that we can go there. That we can experience this gift that God is giving to us to experience rest in him. That we are needing to set apart our week to be able to honor and glorify him. To give him all praise, glory, and honor because he is worthy of that. And we need to align our lives differently so that we can encounter God through rest. I'm going to end with this. When we find rest in Jesus, our lives will be transformed. Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls." For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. We're going to go there. I want to encourage you to keep coming back the next Sundays as we talk about this new posture of rest in our lives. Let's pray. God, as you have clearly made the Sabbath day for us, so often we miss this gift because of the busyness in our life, the struggles that we carry, the, the schedules that we feel like we can never let anything go of, But God, you are asking us to take a break. You're asking us to reconnect with you. You are giving this to us as a gift. We want to accept that gift. So help us and be able to start helping our perspective shift and our lives to change and to align God with this gift. We love you and we praise you. Amen.